think it's on. This is mic is on, right? No, 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 not right now. Tonight on Riffatronic. Previously recorded from 500 miles beneath the surface of the moon, it's the Johnny Mumbles Riffs podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the cheesiest of cheesiest movies. I'm producer Zaina, your co-hostess with the Moses, and the only thing I'm hooked on is chocolate. Mmm, it's yummy. And without further ado, the man who only took up fishing so he could touch worms, that's gross. Johnny Mumbles. Thank you, producer Zena. It's Johnny Mumbles, Riffs, Podcast. We watched another one. Here we are. It's June. How you doing over there? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I don't know if I'm doing better after Bloodhook, but here we are again. Just watched <laughs> it. It's interesting. Did you catch any worms? I didn't. I felt like maybe I grew worms inside my stomach. <laughs> Um, this one was a rough one. I mean, it wasn't, um, it's not the worst movie I think we've ever seen, but it was pretty, uh, incoherent a little bit. I agree. It was, it was a fun mess. Um, yeah, any kind of first thoughts on it before we just get into the synopsis? Just... Any characters that stick out to you? Mm, not really. The no. crazy guy? I mean... Luki. He was a, he was a hero, though. Yeah. He killed all those useless characters. I think. Yeah, so gotta make sure our mics are good too. I want to make sure I'm speaking in there correctly, right? I always have mic issues, right? Yeah, you have to talk. Oh, yeah, we're gonna unplug it though. We do that. Okay. Anyways, the Johnny Mumbles Rush podcast. We just uh, got finished watching Bloodhook, captivating little tale. I'm gonna go over the synopsis. Uh, uh, The way we kind of do it here, we just talk about the movie. Zayna's gonna interject with her brilliant commentary. I'm gonna follow back with my brilliant commentary. And uh, away we go. Uh, so the movie begins. It, it's, it has to do with, I guess there's this guy, and when he was a kid, he went out to his family's uh, lake, and at the time, he's, he's only like six years old, and he witnesses that his grandfather mm-hmm. on the pier get killed. They don't actually show what happens right away. They just show that the grandfather starts playing some music, and he dies, right? They don't really like go into like the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, that's like the first minute or two of the movie right and then um his body's never recovered and then they show like 17 years later he goes back to the lake with his friends right mm-hmm. and who do he have as the characters we have um peter who's like the older look he looks a little bit like kind of the guy from friends ross mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that's Peter. And then we have also, I guess this is his girlfriend, Anne, who we later find out is sort of a drunk mm-hmm. later. And then we have Kirsten, mm-hmm. who is dressed like the mummy in the first scene. <laughs> and she's also, she seems to be picking up on Peter too as well. So maybe this guy's like a player or something. We don't know. And then we have uh, Rodney, who has a, looks like a punk. He wears fishing hook earrings, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have Finner, who, despite being an only a 21-year-old man, has a big bald spot on his head. And um, so they arrive there. Mm-hmm. They're having a good time, you know? And um, it's during the musky madness time, which, um, and you never even heard of a musky before, right? No, not that kind of a fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's musky madness time. And apparently this is like a thing that's kind of famous in Wisconsin. And uh, I guess who has the biggest fish competition, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so at the lodge they meet Wayne. And Wayne is the neighborhood, uh, the neighbor hired by the Van Cleese family. And Peter's a Van Cleese uh, to look after the property since Peter's, um, Peter's grandfather's death. And so it's Wayne, and Wayne is sort of looked like he looked like an old man, but he wasn't an old man. Do you remember? Yeah, he had a he had a fake white gray yeah type of a hair and like a spray on gray beard kind of mm-hmm. yeah it didn't really look authentic. <laughs> and um, he's got a grandson who looks like he's a, like a paranoid Vietnam vet maybe. Mm-hmm. And always trying to point any gun at people. I think he was crazy. Yeah, he was sort of a crazy character. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, at first when they come off, they're very, you know, they're very hostile. You know, they seem like they're not really like, you know, in love with the, the idea of Peter being down there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you know, the, the story progresses. They go to a restaurant. I guess they eat some food. We meet a very obnoxious family. It's a mother, a father. And the mother does what? She does like the bird calls. Yeah, whistles. Like, she, she does like these loon whistles, I guess. Yeah. And the kids seem to be very gross, you know. And the kids seem to be very. It looks. I look like they're trying to like make a commentary, maybe on, you know, families not being healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, and then also too, at the same time too, uh, we meet the the family goes to a fishing shop, right? Where we meet good old Leroy Lutke, and he, I guess he runs a fishing shop, mm-hmm. Mr. Lutke, right? And so they basically tell about. Uh, they talk about. You know, I guess like the legend that goes on over there too. Over there at the same time too, we meet uh, Bev. And Bev appears to be a single mom. Or maybe she's not a single mom. I guess she has a husband, but maybe he's not in the picture. Yeah, with the baby. With the, Yeah, she, then there's a baby there too. What and happened to the baby? They never really say. <laughs> they never really say. We'll get into that a little bit more too because... That's um, so weird. Yeah, the, the, the child appears in one scene and then they, I guess they never hear from him again. Um... And so we meet, you know, we meet those those characters, and we go straight into like, uh, you know, obviously people start dying. I I want to say the first memorable character that dies, if you want to say it's any kind of memorable character, is Rodney, the guy with the earring, mm-hmm. and he gets gutted in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And so we know that there's a killer on the loose. We know that um, there's somebody they need to watch out for. At the beginning, they don't really tell us right away. Who... But it, they show they show someone that is covered with a black gloss. Yeah, it's... yeah. They sort of like they allude to that they're you know that the kill the killer's a man, mm-hmm. and but we don't know who it is first. It could be any one of these characters first. And so Rodney dies. I believe he's dead. It's weird because sometimes people die in this movie. And you don't like really. You don't really realize like that they died. I had mm. several times when like somebody disappeared from the character off the screen. Yeah. And um, I didn't 
I was like, oh, they died? I wasn't too sure like who was dead and alive in this movie. Mm-hmm. My first question before you continue. Yeah. So when that grandpa at the beginning shows like he gets crazy and then jumps into the lake. Mm-hmm. So what made him to get crazy and jump, jump into the lake? What grandpa? The first grand, the first thing that shows. Oh, they don't the even boy, show. They don't show. So they don't show. So they just imply he disappeared. So he disappeared. Yeah. But they they don't show there was any hook like a or yeah. any fishing hook or anything they don't like show. that. So they just shows that he feels crazy. He jumps into the water, mm-hmm. but then it shows later on that this looky guy mm-hmm. who's crazy wait a minute we're not getting in there yet that's oh, okay. a spoiler oh, let's okay. get to the end of the synopsis before all we find right, that all out right. um, I'm impatient. well so here's the thing though so i explained that scene too so that's a good thing to point out because i was very confused when i was watching this too because sometimes characters would get like you know we see that we see them just disappear like the effect of them actually dying was not a very good effect and I want to say too, maybe I missed the death because I wasn't too sure who died first. I want to say that the mother of the the family, whose name escapes right now, she was she, she was the first yeah, death, right? She was the first. One. But even like the death when she goes out there too, she just sort of walks out to the pier. You don't even notice that the um, that the hook goes around her neck. She just sort of spins around like like they a, don't show it. They really don't show it, you know. Which so it's kind of like fooling you. It's kind of hard to tell, yeah. like. That that's that's how people are, are dying too, and then I think that's a thing too. When you really find out what is happening, maybe they're trying to say like, "Well, this is what's happening." They didn't want to shock you right away, but it's just to me, it's a very cheap looking effect. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess we get to the part two where, like, um, you know, obviously one by one the characters start uh, dropping like flies, and um, they have of course meet up with the sheriff. The sheriff seems like he's useless. He's not even helping out the kids. And um, we move on, and then it appears that one of the other characters, and I believe his name is Finner, and he's like the this Rodney guy's like best friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he begins to have an affair with Bev, who has the mother with the kid. Mm. And it's not very clear to like whether or not Bev's husband is in the picture. Like they say she has a husband, but then we never see him. And then for a while, I thought the other guy was the husband. The the, the chunky guy was the husband. But um, they really like they don't make it clear, and then so after, yeah. So this is something that's really crazy because I'm looking at the synopsis right now. They say that Kirsten, Kirsten is the, um, she's the other the girl. girl with the pretty hair. The girl with the hair up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirsten, I want to say I saw her die early in the movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't falling really well because I got bored sometimes in this movie. But sometimes, most of the time, I was bored the entire <laughs> part of the movie. So I want to say that she died, and then they brought her back. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyways, uh, no, she didn't. She didn't die. I guess she got hit by the hook, the the boat, oh, the and boat. then I don't. But I'm not understanding how she got back on the boat, and then. How she escaped? Like I, I was confused. Okay, I was I, lost. so so me, me, maybe I just drifted on the space. I could have sworn she died. Um, and then okay, so then after that scene, like I thought she was dead. I thought she was done for too because in the next scene, um, the character Finn Finner, he was like a young teen with a bald spot, uh, was making love to Bev, and then um, I guess she regretted the decision after. I don't know. She just tried to get him out of there right away, mm. and then. Um, she gets stalked and then she dies 
She gets hooked. You think it kind of gets a little bit more graphic from this point on, where they kind of show that the hook is the one that's killing them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, see, I see. I'm getting all lost too with my little notes over here. Uh, he sends like mercy, and then sure, Beth goes. So Beth gets killed, and then Peter and Anne they locate Kirsten, and so we move on, and then we we see Finn gets killed. Finn is the is the blonde guy, mm-hmm. and he gets killed. He gets his ear taken off first. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then we sort of see that dun, da, 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 spoiler that the killer is Lukey. Lukey, yeah. So we can now reveal the killer is Lukey, um, and we they show him chopping up the guy too. They show him chopping up Finner. Yeah. And grinds him, and and I guess he's using him now for like bait or fishing bait or something. For the yeah yeah for the fishing yeah, and so. Kirsten finally returns to the lodge and she tells Peter how she um, got attacked with a fish hook and that apparently that happened apparently she didn't die she's still alive and eventually Peter surmises that the reason why Lukey is killing everybody it's a combination of the cicadas with the high pitch volume sound mm-hmm. and so he just goes crazy because he's got a metal plate in his head mm-hmm. it drives him insane and it, and it and empowers him to take a metal, to take the fishing rod, mm-hmm. and take a giant hook, and that's how he murders people. Wait a minute, he has a metal piece inside his head. Yeah, there was dialogue in there too, like maybe he was like a Korean War veteran. Oh, gotcha. And okay. so I guess he had a metal plate in his head, and every time he heard a loud pitch, oh. and he heard the cicadas at the same time too, the combination of the sounds drove him mad, and that's when he killed everybody with his fishing rod. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he wasn't even like I said, he was. He had mental issues. It wasn't like like he was like really like a bad guy. Mm. you know and so we find out that Lukey's the um the killer it looks like they're coming up with some sort of plan mm-hmm. to defeat Lukey yeah and Anne passes out because she's been drinking all night mm-hmm. and Lukey kidnaps her and then seems to kidnap her and then no 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 am I getting this wrong yeah it's a little bit wrong okay <laughs> so so she actually goes she wakes up from being drunk and goes to do meditation playing that, music okay okay and then they, the guy look he found her kidnapped her and then uh takes her back to his place yeah um and then somehow put put her in a refrigerator Okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So confusing. Yeah, because I remember she's like sort of negotiating with them too, like not to put her in the refrigerator. Yes. And then he stuffs her in the refrigerator and she's still talking like sort of like it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm so lost. I don't know. It's just like a few scenes I remember and I just can't connect these little pieces of the puzzle. It's just like so confusing. Such a worst movie I've ever seen. Worst one? Not the worst. I don't one, think it's the worst it one we've ever seen. It was just a waste of their money. I guess they should have not made this to begin with. <laughs> so, anyways, it appears that Lutke has kidnapped Evelyn. She's stuffed in the refrigerator, um, and then he wins the uh, the musky contest. Musky is a huge theme that's going on in this movie. Yeah, it's a big giant fish. Apparently, I kind of want to go see it, in Wisconsin. You rather see the musky than Bloodhook then? No, not the blo- not the movie. I just want to go inside that. To Wisconsin? Yeah, and I want to taste that food. The That's fish? That's all I want to do, the fish, yeah. Mm. I want to see how it tastes. You know, I'm not too sure. Apparently, it's some kind of like good uh, like a delicacy 
in Wisconsin. Like, it's, like, the very most popular fish. Yeah, I've never been there, so it's beautiful, has a nice views, very scenic, and that cabin next to the lake. Oh, definitely a great place for the summertime. Yeah. Um, so we're getting to the end, thankfully. Um, the next morning at the Fishing Fest Festival, uh, Lutke wins the contest. He, I guess he's got the biggest muskie. And it looks like that Peter is trying to, I guess, rescue Anne. But he's also having an affair with, like, the other girl. So we're not even sure, like I said, how that happened. Kind of like how they wound up as a couple or even if they are a couple. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And there's, like, a lot of false endings. At the ending... So basically the ending is Peter lures Lutke out to the boat. Lutke very slowly stabs him with the hook. Peter stabs him back. Mm. He frees Anne. So cliche. And then Lukey sort of screams and goes off into the forest and isn't defeated. He's just sort of out there. Mm. And then the old guy, old young guy with the flannel, is consoled by the police officer. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So there's probably not going to be a blood hook, too. <laughs> I'm glad they're really yeah and and that's pretty much a like blood hook in a nutshell okay so it's to me it's like I said um, very incoherent movie it's very strange um, but you know what can you say about it who's that I don't know we usually don't get calls pick it up hello hi this is Jennifer Von Evans from the internet. From the internet? I would like to point out some of the inaccuracies about muskies for the trivia portion. Okay. First off, muskies are native to not only to Wisconsin, but also Minnesota, Michigan, and throughout the Great Lakes. Okay. When I was a young girl, my father used to hunt them and prep them every day for breakfast. <laughs> okay, but we're talking about blood hook. Oh, he used a hook to catch them. Hang up. Yes, I would start my day with a whole pile of muskets and then put them between two pieces of toast. <laughs> Hang up. That was weird. Uh, yeah, it certainly was. It certainly was. I think we should just move on to trivia. What do you think? Okay, so this film was shot in a location um, in the community of Hayward in Wisconsin over a period of 35 days in the summer of 1985. And then the budget for this movie was about um, $200,000, um, very low budget. And then the town's landmark giant fiberglass muskie is um, predominantly featured in the film. Mm. And for those of you that you don't know, um, the muskie is short for muskel anch and it is a species of large freshwater predatory fish native to um, North America. Mm. Um, the name Muscle Ange originates from the Ojibwa word Mashinkin Uj, 
meaning big pike or ugly pike ah. which looks like the fish is not it's not a very attractive fish exactly oh, okay. and this film um the original title of this film was Musky Madness. In fact, um, many of the cast and their crew still refer to the film by the, that title. Mm -hmm. However, when Trauma picked it up for distribution, they didn't think that people would know what the musky was. So mm -hmm. after that, uh, the title was changed to the more generic name Bloodhook. Have you ever heard of musky before this movie? I never heard of it. I, I never, never heard of it. Like, they don't sell this in the store right? i don't think so or where we are i never heard of it as yeah. a i wasn't even thinking if it's a real food or a real fish apparently <laughs> it's a real fish they had that big uh statue of it in the in the movie mm -hmm. so during the film the makeup effects artist jim southers got pulled over for speeding by a cop on his way to the production mm -hmm. And uh, the policeman noticed that um, inside of um, Jim's car is full of uh, fake body parts that were going to be um, used for the movie. Right. But after uh, Sutter showed that um, how they work and then demonstrated to police how they are and worked, then the police uh, let him go and wow yeah let let him out of the speeding ticket all those actually dead body parts. Yeah, that we all seen. Yeah. And then the Bloodhook was um, intended to be released in 1986, but it was delayed after the Motion Picture Association of America threatened to give the film an X rating, mm. after which the producers um, truncated the film to eliminate portions of its violence and gore. Yeah, I think we got the long cut because we actually saw a little bit more of the violence and gore. Yeah, that was kind of a little nasty, but... Mm -hmm. Oh well, yeah. it was part of it. Mm -hmm. And then um, the film is notable that it was directed by Mystery Science Theater th uh, 3000 alum, Jim Malin. Mm -hmm. And Malin played Gypsy on MST3K and later went on to direct Mystery Science Theater 3000. The movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. One of the key grips on Bloodhook later went on to voice Tom Servo on MST. Yeah, that's uh, that's Kevin Murphy. I'm, I used to love Mystery Science Theater. Mm. The only reason why we have fun with Patronic very much. They released this film to the theaters on April 3rd, 1987 in the United States by Trauma Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And it had an um, estimated budget of... Um, $200,000 only, and mm. that's all the trivia. Nice. Oh no, the phones are ringing again. I'll take care of it. Hello, Jennifer Hunt Evans from the internet again. You don't need any more must-use trivia. But I just wanted to tell you that you guys are doing a great job. Now, if I may continue with the must-use. Oh boy, and on that note, Wrapping up this edition of the Johnny Mugglebrush Podcast, I'm Johnny. I'm producer Dana. It's Saturday night. It's at the movies. Did you say No. Have a good night, folks.
Yay! I love you! I love you, boo boo I'm still recording. <laughs>